Thank you for choosing to listen to episode number 35 of Kansas City Food Memories, where I sit down with Jerry Anselmo. We share stories about St. Louis, Kansas City, and what was a tragedy turned into a great inspirational story. Please remember this is a recorded presentation of a live radio show, so do not call in or text in when prompted while listening to this podcast. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 10 a.m. on KMBZ 98.1. Hope to see and hear you there. Thank you. Good morning. This is Robert Densing, and thank you for tuning in today to Kansas City Food Memories. We're live here every, well, almost every Saturday at 10 a.m. to take a stroll down memory lane and talk about the good old days. We share stories about our favorite restaurants, food, people, and places from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Now, this show is made possible because of your support of Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. My wife, Sherry, and I absolutely love Kansas City, and we view this show as an extension of our bakery and restaurant in Overland Park. This is who we are. Now, I'm getting ready to throw a lot at you, so if you miss any of these details, go to makethemsmile.com, and also be sure to sign up for my email newsletter, as I'll be sending out more details this next week regarding these four topics I'm getting ready to tell you about. Number one, a couple of weeks ago when we had Colby uh, Geralt's from Rye, we talked about some of our personal food obsessions that we do for fun, and the subject of pizza came up. And what's interesting is that, you know, food's my, my passion, and I, I'm not a trained chef like Colby is and some of the, a lot of the talent here in Kansas City. I'm a regular person that when I get obsessed about a certain food, I want to try to find every way to make it absolutely amazing. And we've ended up building a business around that, whether it's a chocolate chip cookie, a beer cheese soup, or a pastrami sandwich. I look at everything. And so uh, pizza was was uh, was like that. Probably about five or six years ago, I looked at pizza and wanted to figure out what in the world could I do to make it amazing. And just like with sandwiches, the, the most number one most important thing on pizza is the crust. We may even talk about that with today's guest a little bit. So I obsessed with that. And if you've ever had a freshly baked baguette from a European or French-style bakery, you understand what I'm talking about. That outside crust, it has a crunch to it. It has a sound and aroma and a flavor that's unlike anything else. So my pizza, I make a pizza with a sourdough crust. Now, here's the, here's the rub and here's the problem. It's not economically feasible, and I really only make it for us there, but uh, about once every year to two years, I'll make it for one night only and sell it to the public. It's not economically feasible because the three days that it takes, and if I'm going to do it as a business, I'd have to probably buy a 10 by 30 in, 10 foot by 30 foot walk-in cooler just to be able to hold that dough, and that's not going to work. So here's the fun part for you guys. Wednesday night, we're open Wednesday nights for dinner this month. So Wednesday from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock, we have our full menu available, and as a bonus, I'm also making a limited number of our pizzas made with a sourdough crust that you could describe as thin and chewy. So if you want to be able to get, um, get in line to buy those pizzas, go to makethemsmile.com. There's a link there, or you just go to the link on how to buy the pizza tickets. Um, there's a limited number. When it's sold out, it's sold out. You come anytime from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock, and you pick which pizza you want. But for $25, you'll get that uh, pizza. You'll get a uh, Caesar side salad, a piece of gooey butter cake, which is another um, import from St. Louis, and a drink. So when they're gone, they're gone. If you've had it before, you know what I'm talking about. If you're curious, come in. But uh, give that um, give that a shot. Again, that's at makethemsmile.com. 
Number two, I've had a blast hosting this show, hearing stories and providing a platform for thousands of people to bring old memories alive. And if we've learned anything on this show is that the only constant in life is change. If you tune in next Saturday, we will not be here. KMBZ is the proud host of Missouri football, and we will be preempted, meaning we will not have a show at 10 o'clock. I have no idea how often or when this will actually happen. In many cases, I won't even find out till Monday that we're preempted the following Saturday. So again, go to makethemsmile.com, sign up for the email's newsletter, and you'll find out what's going on. So here's the fun and interesting thing next week. This is a grand experiment. Just the actual creation of the show is an experiment because when I first started doing it, I was told by the owners and the managers of KNBZ that nobody's ever done this anywhere in the country. Having an entire one-hour show about old restaurants, that's never been done. Doing it straight through with no commercials has obviously never been done. So uh, the, the experiment continues. So next week, I'll have a very exciting guest. And if you know who Mike Murphy is, or curious about why so many of us loved him, tune in next Saturday. I will have Andrew Yates, the legendary producer for Mike Murphy, and he has many of the behind-the-scenes stories about Mike and the show and some of the guests that he had. So if you want to listen to my show, I will be on live at 10 a.m., but it will not be here at KMBZ, so you have to sign up for my email to find out how to listen to me. And then also eventually I will save that as a podcast. So if you are busy, Got other things going on. That's not going to be a problem. So that's number two. Number three, hosting a radio show like this is expensive, which is why 99% of all shows have commercials. We do not. Sherry and I have been personally financing this show as our passion, but we need a little bit of help. But we also know that this show has taken on a life of its own with many of you. We all miss the good old days and wish that we could just relive one dish, one restaurant, or one personality. The success that Jasper had last week with his uh, taking orders for the Stevenson's dinner was a good example of that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have our very first KCFM, the Kansas City Food Memory, meet and greet on Wednesday, September 27th. I'm going to have the legendary Mr. Ed, as he's known, by Ed Holland from EBT Restaurant. We're going to be serving Italian wedding soup using the actual recipe given to me by the Costello family of Costello's Greenhouse. Old school chicken Caesar salad, that we created and that was inspired by both EBT and Jasper's. And then for dessert, we'll have Ed Holland himself making his famous bananas foster there at Best Regards. We're going to share stories. We'll take questions and answers and visit back and forth. I'm selling tickets for that right now at makethemsmile.com. Tickets will be $50 and the seats will be limited. All of the proceeds from that dinner will go to help pay for this show. All right, that's a lot. Now, tickets for Wednesday's event can be purchased at Make Them Smile. We'll be not here, um, not be here next Saturday, and then also the first meet and greet is scheduled already. So that way you have all that. But thanks a lot. Um, I really appreciate the support at Best Regards and the feedback on supporting the show. And I, it's really important to me that we keep this show alive and keep going because it's we're creating something amazing here with your help. And I think that um, this is just the beginning. And I know that there will be at least one texter that's not going to care for it. I get this text about every week when I talk about anything other than food. So here's the thing. So um, you know I have a wide-ranging uh, list, a range of guests here. I'll have insiders to the restaurant business. I have outsiders, legends, characters, but they all have a story. Today's guest is really perfect timing for me because we've learned that none of us actually write our own life script. 
and you have to roll with what life gives you, as we're doing with the show and with our business. My guest today is Jerry. Jerry's been an inspiration to me and many others. And Jerry Anselmo, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. I listened to all the very famous people that you just listed, and I uh, feel humbled that I'm on your show oh, compared gosh. to those people that are oh, there. Yeah. My you, goodness. You've known a lot of them. You know, I've had, yeah. um, um, oh, uh, gosh, uh, Jim Eddy was uh, from uh, yes. from Eddie's Loafenstein was on, and while he was here, um, um, we got a phone call from Marilyn May. She called in live to the show and spoke for half an hour. How old is she, 150? 95. Oh. 95. And the, the interesting thing was that the day before she called in, she had her Carnegie Hall debut. Wow. At 95, wow. did a two-hour concert standing on stage in heels with the New York Pops Orchestra behind her. That's amazing. And it's, amazing. Um, you know, the, a lot of the, the regular listeners know that when she was on, I, I had to cut her off because my show was about over. And I said, Marilyn, I said, I know you're really busy. I said, but next time you're in Kansas City, I said, I'll save you a seat and a microphone and you could tell all the stories you want. And at the time she says, well, I haven't been back to Kansas City very, for a long time. I need to look into that. Well, about three weeks ago, she just announced she's going to be here in Kansas City for a concert towards the end of October. Wow. So I'm hoping um, that she'll Hope be here in the studio. It. But if not, everybody can go out to uh, att- buy tickets for a concert at the Folly Theater. But, you know, you never know. Well, she would be a great guest. Her, oh gosh, her stories would the be stories unbelievable. That she had, yeah, the yeah. stories that she had, and you know, the first person stories are really what keeps memories alive. You know, I, I don't like reading books. You know, for the history like that, the facts and dates are okay, but the story is what brings everything alive. So, well, let's start at the beginning. So, you were born in St. Louis. Yes, proud, and, and proudly the, born in yeah. St. Louis. Cardinal fan, the whole bit. Yeah, but but not so proud that you. How many years have you lived here in Kansas City? Well, we've been here since uh, 73. Okay, so I, you're reformed St. St. Louis. Yeah, well, I had no choice. I, <laughs> I married a Kansas City girl. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. No, so we, we joke about St. Louis a lot over here. So what's the number one restaurant that you miss from St. Louis, if you wow. had to pick one? Well, I grew up, um, my mother grew up on the hill, and okay. my dad grew up just off the hill. Uh, and then we lived just off the hill uh, near Tiger Park. So um, the I would say um, Ruggieri's okay. was a favorite. Um, and uh, whenever my dad could and we wanted to do something special, we went to Stan and Biggie's. Okay. And for, you know, a steak and... Well, Seafood. It yeah. was a great place, and listen to Stan Can play the organ. I don't know if you uh, remember that at Mm-mm. all. No, not at all. Oh, Sam Musial and Big uh, oh, Garanti. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They collaborated when he was playing uh, a ball, and it was a very popular restaurant. Okay. Yacavelli's was a popular one. Okay. Um, when I was in uh, college, we used to go to a couple of little dives called uh, Banderas and Rossini's. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, there's and I and I miss Canetto's on the hill now, yeah. and um, so. Well, I know, I know and, we have thousands of listeners that either from St. Louis or go to St. Louis for for weekenders, and it's um. I got a question for you. So on the hill, mm-hmm. are there any homes that ever actually go in the open market, or all homes in the hill private sales and never seen the public never has a shot? Well, if you know the history, 
um, you know, uh, it used to be that the uh, pastor held the real estate license. So uh, you had to go through him. And uh, But now things have changed a little bit. They've built some new apartments on the hill, uh, despite uh, what some of the people want it. Uh, there are some new houses that are built similar to the really? old style. Yeah, it's... Um, but they're not doing like Prairie Village doing teardowns where they buy two houses, oh, tear them down. Oh, there, there are some people that are, are buying really? two houses and tearing down and building a nice large house. Oh, my goodness. But it's, it's still the same families, you know. Yeah. Uh, the generations are still there. Yeah. Well, if it can happen there, it'll happen everywhere. Yeah. Rigazzi's, yeah. you know, I don't know if you know that place with the fishbowl of beer. Well, right across the street are those apartments. Okay. And from what I'm hearing, um, a lot of those are being leased out to college students. And, you know, it's yeah. the Hill's a safe place, so yeah. you know, the parents feel good about yeah. their kids living there. Wow. Yeah. Pro- it's hard to fight progress on things like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's still... I, uh, when I, I like to get back there as often as we can, and I enjoy just yeah. walking down the street and well, looking I, I, at people. When I was going to St. Louis all the time, when I first started off working, I, I didn't have a lot of money. So my favorite restaurants, my two favorite places in the hill, I'd go to Zia's probably mm-hmm. twice a week, and then Missouri Baking Company across the street. Oh, of course. They're both yeah. still there? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, Zia's has great sauce. Yeah? Yeah. I love their, it's a sweet uh, yep. flavor to yep. it so um used to was, love their dressing i was changed a little bit i'm not sauce excuse me the dressing, dressing yeah. forgive yeah. me yeah yeah their uh, time dressing had a little bit of sweetness to it yeah it's still a great place yeah but i heard a rumor that there's a sushi place on the hill and that's sort of upsetting <laughs> okay so they have apartment buildings and sushi restaurant mm-hmm. down on the hill uh, All right, what's what's you're the right. coming Things to? Things are changing yeah. a little bit. I, you just you just can't fight it. Yeah. All right. So when you came to Kansas, City, you've lived here most of your life. Correct. What was the first restaurant that really made impact on you here in Kansas City? Oh, I would Whether think. The, uh, you know the the Golden Ox was okay. uh, uh, one that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, uh, again, you know when you. When you first we first moved, I came out of the service, so we didn't have any money. And okay. but as time went on, if we wanted to go someplace nice, we went there. I loved. Um, do you remember the Peppercorn Duck Club? Oh gosh, yes. Now that was my favorite. Whenever we had a chance, when and, you were poor and didn't have much no, money. No, no, no. That was <laughs> that was right. later on. All right, come on, that Gary. was later on. <laughs> no, that just popped in my head. Yeah. That was later on. No, yeah. that was a. Uh, you know, once a year deal. Oh yeah, I don't know. That was it wonderful. Was, oh, I just loved it. It was fantastic. What was your first barbecue you remember? From here in town? Yeah. Oh, Arthur Bryant's. Well, we know you didn't get it in St. Yeah. Louis. No, so it has to no, be here. not there. Yeah. Arthur Bryant's. Arthur Bryant's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Still is. Um, my wife is. Uh, she's a uh, sm- smokestack okay. person. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, it's the, all the, good. The original smokestack. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get the, the the somebody from there on the show to yeah. talk about the original smokestack, and you know that's yeah. kind of grown a lot and probably changed a little bit. But that was a lot of people. I'd say Hayward's Barbecue in Overland Park was mm-hmm. the first of a lot of people that they were really remember because it was a real restaurant. Smokestack right. kind of did the same thing, you know, because it's yeah. it's, a, it's a totally different kind of business. You know the 
you know, the dives and the, um, you know, the original the Gates and Bryant's, you know, that was right. that was more in the style of like St. Louis Bakery and Deli. You know, a lot of food, you know, low cost for the working right. man. Right. Well, when we when we uh, first came here, um, if we wanted to get some Italian food, we, we would go down to Jenny's. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, so, uh, but my, you know, my wife's an excellent cook and she makes great Italian food. Mm-hmm. So when we, when we had three kids, we didn't go out too much, yeah. you know, now we go out all the time, Yeah. you know? Oh, there's a lot of great stories about Jenny's and I have, I think about four different people that want to come onto the show. I'm trying to figure out how to work them together because they don't oh, necessarily yeah. know each other, but I know there's some wonderful stories about that. Yeah, that area down there was great. Yeah. So you've seen a lot of changes there. I mean, that's a good example, too. You know, that's our, it's just like the St. Louis has the hill that you hope never loses its charm. You know, you had the, um, down to the, um, down to the arch and the river. I mean, that with those cobblestone mm-hmm. streets in St. Louis, you know, but, but you knew that was going to change. You hope the hill wasn't. And the river market for us is kind of like that. Well, have you seen the documentary on the hill? Hmm, I have not. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. And, um. Uh, Anyway, in that documentary is a fraternity brother of mine who um, they talk with throughout that documentary, and he actually lives on the hill again. He moved back there, and he gives tours, and he's busy all the time. Uh, people yeah. come here and want to know all about well, I, the history. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, all right, so the, the ties between St. Louis and, and Kansas City is always interesting. You know, mm-hmm. we're kind of the little brother, so St. Just that we hate St. Louis, just like St. Louis hates Chicago for the yeah. exact same reasons. Chicago's a little bit be- bigger and more successful and uh, than St. Louis, so they hate Chicago, you know, and it's, 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 it's a fun rivalry. Well, what's, what I found interesting is there's been a huge change in Kansas City when I came here in 73 from a food standpoint. Absolutely. Uh, to now. I mean, it was looked, still looked upon as a cow town and there wasn't yeah. much. And now <clears throat> it's got some of the best restaurants in the Midwest. It's uh, it's a great place to come and eat. Yeah. So I, I I just think it's fantastic that they've grown that way. Yeah. It, and what's interesting, it's not, you know, for a while there, you know, Seattle and San Francisco were viewed as the uh, cultural fancy food meccas. You know, that's where the experimental and the trendy foods was coming from. But that's not the direction we went, you know, here in Kansas City. It's it's really about real food done from scratch by real people. Correct. And it's, you know, it's, yeah, we still have some chains and things like that. But it's the, the our, the, our star really shines on the culinary side because of all the local restaurants. You know, Jasper's a perfect example of that. You know, he's not a chain. But he he loves what he does, and he tries to uplift other other restaurants on the restaurant scene. Yeah, he does a great job of that. Yeah. I mentioned that to you earlier. You know, uh, I don't know if you know our history, Jasper and mine, but uh, yeah. Well, we'll get to part of that in just a little bit. Okay. I mean, he, Jasper has a blind spot that. Yeah. That I mean, that's holding him back a little bit. He'd be I a lot more successful. Yeah. You know, he could um, probably step up his success just a little bit if he. He overcame to, that. He needs one big change in his menu, and I've been trying to get him to do that well, for well, years. Well, so St. Louis has a couple of really – well, let's talk about what the great exports or what we brought in from St. Louis. Gooey butter cake gooey is one. Gooey butter cakes, toasted ravioli. Yep. You know, yeah. so let's, uh, so the gooey butter cake, 
going back to guys the six or the seventies, you know, was when it was really great back then. Yeah. And I and when I what I do is I try to I try to find foods that are famous in other places, and I and I I'll steal the ideas and sell them here. But I go back and look at the history. And what's funny about St. Louis going for in the last twenty years, you go to any bakery in St. Louis, they have gooey butter cake, but they're all made with yellow cake mix. And if you look at the St. Louis Dispatch and the Riverfront Times, they give recipes. It starts with a box of yellow cake mix, and you just change the ratio of ingredients, and that's how you make gooey butter cake. And then the commercial bakeries, they buy the yellow cake mix from Don Foods in 50-pound bags, and that's just not the same. So when I, when I first started doing this, it was harder back then, but I remember going back into the microfish files for the St. Louis Dispatch and the Riverfront Times to find recipes that were originally published back in the 70s. So that's uh-huh. how I make our gooey butter cake. So how, how do you make yours? Well, I mean, I, I make it from scratch. It's got real flour and sugar and that and in the crust. Yeah. And I've got real cream cheese in the top, on the goo on the top. And I uh-huh. use Philadelphia cream cheese. You know, it's it's still the sweetest thing that I make, but I back off the the, the sugar just a little bit. I don't use corn syrup. I back off the sugar just enough that you can taste the cream cheese and the Philadelphia cream cheese, and you can taste the butter and the crust. You know, so I, so that was the fun thing. Toasted ravioli. Why in the world do they call it toasted ravioli? Because it's not toasted. I don't know. I've thought that for a long time. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how what the derivation of that is. It's, it's a hundred percent fried, but, right? Yes, but it, every every uh, restaurant on the hill claims that they were the first right. one. Uh, I was at one recently, and they said, we are the first ones okay. to have it. Was there is there anybody in St. Louis that really had toasted ravioli that you thought was above the others? Um, not really? Not really. Okay. They is there anybody the here in Kansas City that you well, would go to first? Jasper makes it. Does he? Yeah, he makes it. Well, he's got and, so many other things. That'd be the last I know, thing I would he does. Try. I, he, he doesn't promote it. Yeah. But he has it. Yeah, and it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's about eight things I'd get before I get the ta- toasted ravioli there. I know. But, but it's pretty good? It is pretty good. But, you know, when you've tasted everything on his menu, you, you yeah. try something All a right. little different. All right. So we've got gooey butter cake. It was an outstanding mm-hmm. food export from St. Louis. we got toasted ravioli. What would you put number three? Oh, boy. Oh, uh, you mean uh, uh, Provel cheese? Oh, Provel cheese? Why is that? What makes that so special? Oh, if you've ever had it, it's just the best cheese. It sticks okay. to the palate. Yeah. Uh, it's a combination of Swiss and cheddar and yeah. provolone, and yeah. I, I, I love it on my pizza, right. Emo's Pizza, man. Yeah. Come so, on. So Emo's Pizza was, uh, that's why it's called Emo's Cheese. Or the Provel yeah. cheese, it was it was invented by the owner of Emo's Pizza. It's a thin, almost cracker-style pizza. Yes. It, it's round, but they cut it into squares. And it's, you know, it's crunchy like crackers, but when you take that first bite, you better be careful because that cheese, <laughs> whatever in the world they do to that cheese, you know, it will stick to the roof of your mouth. It does. So I, I got to tell a funny story of my wife, Sherry. A lot of people here know this. So she went to graduate school at Umsel. Back in the, well, I'm not going to say when, but she that's where she went to graduate school. And we would go to um, our favorite restaurant down on the hill was Zia's. And she loved their chef salad, which is absolutely delicious. And then I tried to take her to Emo's and she said, no. Um, she goes, she refuses because she can't stand that pizza. 
She says, sticks to the roof of your mouth. She goes, I can't stand the taste. And I said, and I told her, I said, it's the same cheese as they use at, at Zia's. She goes, no, it's not. So I finally took her over to the restaurant at Zia's and I said, can you have the, asked the waitress, I said, can you have the chef come out? So this is back in the 80s. Chef came out and said, could you tell me? I said, we absolutely love this chef salad. My wife gets it every time we come. What makes this so special? He goes, oh, it's the Emos, it's the Provel cheese we get from Emos. <laughs> she shot me the dirtiest look. And this was back when we were still engaged. Oh, so, you know, she God. was in denial, but after that, now now she loves the pizza from, yeah. from Emos. Yeah, you either love it or hate it. Yeah. There are a lot of people in Kansas City that, yeah. yeah. So we were just talking about a famous chef that that's the one blind spot that he has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jasper. Yeah, he despises it. He refuses to to do well, have anything to do with it. He, uh, he, he yes, and, uh, and uh, you know, I've told him numerous times that if he wants to go to the next level. Yeah. This is what he has to have. Yeah, you know, you've heard, I've heard him or I've seen him on Facebook say that Provel cheese will never touch his lips. Uh, you want to hear a funny story? He's had Provel at my restaurant before. His, oh, fa- yes. yeah, his favorite <laughs> grilled cheese that we make is the Espanaca grilled cheese. Oh, so the, the, so the there's cat's a, out there's, of the bag the, the, now. There's a little tiny bit of Provel in the goo. Oh, good for that, you. That make the, yeah. Robert. So, you know, oh. there's, you know it's got, I've got fresh spinach, diced tomatoes. You know, I've got pepper jack cheese. And when I make the goo, the Provel is not something to use 100% by itself. But as an individual ingredient, yes. you know, I mean, it adds a little bit of a tang and zip to the creaminess of the Espinaca grilled cheese. So the listeners out there, if you know Jasper, don't tell him. He doesn't need to know he this. Know. Yeah, but. Well, you know, I've given him on his birthday a brick of Provel. I've given him some <laughs> Emo's pizza. Uh, so I don't know if he's So you like poking it. the bear is what we've got. Yeah, I'm trying to help him. All right. All right, so on a, on a different note, the reason that you're here, the reason I know who you were, because you weren't always famous in this town. No. You know, and it's just, um, I, I don't want to get too heavy for people, because, it, but something happened about 15 years ago that put you in the news that inspired me, because of it's not because something bad happened, but because of how you responded to it and what you did. Tell me... Tell me just real briefly about your son, Brian, if you don't mind. Well, um, Brian was, uh, if I could draw up a son, uh, he would fit the mold. He was uh, intelligent. He was a great athlete. He was funny. Uh, He was just one of those kids you love to be around. And... uh, you know, he uh, he went to Rockhurst High School. Mm-hmm. Um, he played actually four sports there, carried a three eight average, and then went on to play football at Mizzou. Yeah, and um, then he decided to do something that you know just was mind boggling to us because he's a city kid. He he met a, uh, a young man who wanted him to help him uh, on a farm, a turkey farm. Free range turkeys mm-hmm. out in heritage uh, turkeys. Yeah, you know, yeah. out heritage turkeys out in Lindsborg, Kansas, and uh, he was always a uh, like being out outdoors anyway. Yeah. So uh, he had a, a marketing and finance degree. So the uh, um, Bob Reese is his name. He wanted him to help him uh, expand his product. Marketing and finance degree. So let's go raise turkeys. Raise turkeys. Okay, but he was. Mom was uh, doing about 3,000 birds a year, and they were going up east at Thanksgiving to um, 
Emeril Lagasse yeah. and all these famous oh, chefs. Yeah. They were great tasting birds. Yeah. But he he wanted more. So uh, Brian got there, and within three years' time, uh, they went from 3000 to 20000 and he wound up being a spokesperson for animal welfare and yeah. going around the country. Well, what's neat is that you had a son that was had the the world in his hands. You know, yeah. he was a sports athlete. He was kind of a little bit known, and but he, and he had an education, but he wanted to combine his education with a passion. Yes, you know, and as as a parent, you know, that's you got to be proud of that. So, so, what happened fifteen years ago that changed everything? Well, he was in San Francisco speaking at a convention. He came home uh, uh, on a, at night and. Oh, around midnight, he decided he called his sister, and and then he called his best friend and told his best friend, "I'm in a lot of pain. I uh, I think I'm going to take an Ambien and and just go to sleep." Mm-hmm. And uh, he never woke up. And he was what, twenty eight? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. You no, know, yeah. for a parent, I mean, that's your worst nightmare. Oh, you 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 can't believe, you yeah. know, when the the next day, which was his mother's birthday. Yeah. Um, a policewoman came to the door to let us know that our son had died. And I still see that in my mind yeah. 15 years later. Yeah. No, so, I mean, what's, you know, that's that's absolutely brutal, and it's just, it's hard for anybody who's a parent to to listen to that. And so I'm sure there's people out there wondering, why in the world is Robert bringing this guy in to share this story? But the reason you're here is what you've done since then. Yeah, and I'm I'm amazed at what we've been able to accomplish in this period of time. Yeah. We st- decided, well, let's put it this way. Jasper, who we just talked right. about, was the one that took me aside and said, you got to do something. Um, let's do something for Brian and yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, Take the pain and redirect yeah. it. Now we're getting to the part of the story, I think, that some of you are going to finally start connecting the dots, something that we do here. You created a foundation. Yes. The Brian Anselmo. Memorial Foundation. Memorial Foundation. And what what have you, you've, you've done a lot of big events. Some people may remember the Dancing with the Stars that you did a couple years ago. That got a lot of publicity, and you've done a lot of other things. But what have you done with that foundation? Well, we initially started to fund a scholarship at Rockers High School in his name. Okay. But as we grew very quickly. So now where we're at is we have 10 main charities that we funnel money to. Our Dancing with the Stars is every year, and that's where we get most of our money. And uh, over the past 15 years, we've been able... Uh, to donate over $3 million to children's, local children's charities here in Kansas City. That is absolutely yeah. amazing. I, I'm just, I look at it and I think, man, this is pretty cool. He'd but, be proud of you. But, oh yeah, I think he is. I, I, I really believe that. And and we're not, we're not finished. We have to continue because we get grant requests all the time from other charities. So it's just not these mm-hmm. 10. We're, right. we're funneling money to anybody that needs help. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Dancing with the Stars is a huge deal. And what's interesting about it, Robert, is is it's usually on the weekend of Big Slick 
and yet we'll get a thousand to twelve hundred people and we'll raise seven hundred, eight hundred thousand that night. While well, big, the big slick, they're going to have to change the date of their event. Well, yeah, they're going to have to do something. <laughs> it, it, it even more interesting is is one of the uh, the people that started Big Slick came to our event two years ago because okay. it wasn't on that, their right. weekend and told my daughter uh, that this is the best event he's been to. So it is a party, okay. the big party. All right, now, Jerry, let's take a quick break over here. Uh, for the listeners out there, if you have any old restaurant questions for back in the day in St. Louis or something about Kansas City, or if you have a specific question for um, Jerry, you go ahead and call in Rocco. Let's open up the phone lines. It's 913-586-7798. Again, that's 913-586-7798. Now, Rocco is amazing, but be patient. We have seven different phone lines. Well, you know, I take that back. Let's everybody on the count of five call at the exact same time to see if Rocco can handle this. So I've got seven phone lines, 913-586-7798. Let's see if he can handle that. Now, you remember at the beginning of the show, i got a lot going on. So make sure you follow Best Regards Bakery Cafe. Number one, just sign up for email newsletter at makethemsmile.com. Number two, Go follow us on Facebook. We have about 15,000 followers on Facebook, and they're a great resource. I have a lot of back-and-forth conversations to get feedback. If I'm testing some new concept. I'll post it there. Now let's get real quick review what we've got going on. Number one, we'll be open this Wednesday until 7 p.m. with a very special limited edition offering of our sourdough pizzas. You can buy the tickets for that online right now at makethemsmile.com. You can see the details there and be able to do that. If you don't want, if not everybody in your party wants pizza or none of you, you can come on in and then just uh, order off the regular menu. Pastrami sandwiches, BLTs, turkey clubs, everything I got is amazing. We make everything from scratch. We do it old school. Number two, we will not be here next Wednesday, next Saturday at 98.1 KMBZ because our show is being preempted by the Missouri football game. KMBZ is the proud sponsor of that, so we will not be here. But I am still going to do a live show at 10 o'clock, and I'm going to have a special guest. Um, his name is Andrew Yates. He was the superstar producer for the Mike Murphy show. So we'll be sharing stories and anecdotes about Mike Murphy at that time. So sign up for an email. I'll post. I'll send you an email giving the details so that you can come and listen to the show. Then third, um, we're selling tickets right now for the very first KCFM meet and greet with Ed Holland at VBT, and that's going to be on Wednesday, September 27th. All proceeds from that event will go to funding this show and make sure that we can maybe even expand it or keep going with great guests and, and, and uh, con concepts, different things going on with that. All right, so we've got um, – so um, – Jerry, you're going to want to put your headphones on. You got that on, yeah. Rocco. Let's go to number one, line one with Phil. Hey, hi. Say, so folks brought up a couple of things. I think I can get you some information on. Uh, you mentioned Jenny's restaurant, right? Jenny Red was my aunt. She was my mom's sister. My mom worked there. My whole family did. Started in 1938, and unfortunately, it closed in 1998. And the second thing, you were talking about ravioli. Yes. There's a company in Kansas City called Vochis. It's down in Columbus Park that makes homemade ravioli, and they sell it 
to a lot of different Italian restaurants around town, but you can buy it over the counter too. But who is that? It's, all, it's original recipe type Italian uh, ravioli. What's that? What was the name of that place? Voci V O C C I V O C C I Campbell North of Independence Avenue, uh, northeast of downtown. All right, well, fan, I I never heard of them. I'm glad you shared that with us. Yeah, they make all they have, they make lasagna, they make all kinds of Italian food, but okay. ravioli is one of them, and they have cannoli too. If you want good cannoli, they have that too. Well, I've got a place I buy my cannoli right now, but I'll go and try everything else. Yeah, they're down there on Campbell, like I say, just right north of Independence yep. Avenue there. Okay, and then Phil, um, you're, I've talked to you on via email already about Jenny's, right? Yeah, I've called yep. before. Yep, yep. I'm still gonna. I'm still want to do a show just specifically on Jenny's. So don't forget well, about me. If you me. need I'll, me to participate, look me up. All right, I'll do. I have, I have to see what you look like. See if you're suitable for radio. <laughs> I think I am. I'm right. 70 years old, though. I'm, I'm from right. the old school. Well, I'm used to old people here. I, we're, we'll be fine with that. All right, thanks, Phil. I appreciate you calling in. Yo. All right, all right, Jerry. Somebody on the text line asked me uh, um, again. I have Jerry and Salmo on, in studio with me. Did you like Italian gardens? Somebody online. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. What do you I remember from there? Down, oh, I used to love going and sitting at their uh, San Benedica table. You know, where everybody got to sit down and you met new friends. Yeah, the capos were great. Yeah. I know John David. Yeah. Good, good guy. So, I yeah, wish absolutely. I could have had Carl on my show. Yeah. I, yeah, st- I started my guy. radio show on January 14th, and when I started calling around, Carl was one of the first people I wanted to have on the show. Yeah. But he had just caught COVID in, I think, November. Yeah. 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 So he I, was a super John David's going to be on my show eventually. You know, oh, good, that, good. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to have him. Yeah, but, but you know, he's young and in good health, so I'm trying to make get that I don't want to have any more Carl DeCapos that I just barely miss on the show. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree, yeah. Good. So um, somebody, do you, um, Jerry or I, do we remember a restaurant in the Country Club Plaza that served huge cuts of prime rib at your table back in the cities, back in the 60s? That's before my time. Yeah, that, that, that's, and that's, that's before be, you. That's before me too. Wow, I was in college back then. All right. Okay. Well, in that case, Jasper's probably going to send me a text on that one. Jasper, do you remember a place down the Country Club Plaza that served huge cuts of prime steak? I wonder who that would be. Somebody will send me a text on that. We've got a great one. And then um, somebody else said St. Louis native. They besides the pizza, pizza they missed the homemade manicotti with provel with both the red sauce and the garlicky Alfredo. Mm-hmm. The red yeah, where do, did they say where they got that? Uh, they did not. All right. Okay, so if Rocco can handle the two things, Rocco, let's go to line two with Norm. Norm, what do you have for us? Well, I, I can't remember the uh, restaurant that used to be at 83rd and Mission Road, and I think it was like a, a buffet, and I miss those good old buffets. Like what you time know? frame was that? Oh, it, 70s? it was... Uh, Oh, sixties uh, and seventies, and it uh, disappeared in, in late seventy. All right, does anybody out there remember the buffet near Eighty Third and Mission Road? Wonderful but buffet. Are, but do you remember the Villa, uh, Villa Capri pizzas? Oh yeah, there have been two or three Villa Capris around town. Yeah, but the original was over on Truth. Okay. All right. So well, well, Norm. No, it's no more now. Okay. Oh well, well, Norm, keep listening to the show. Um, uh, somebody yeah, will text same. that 
um, text in the answer to your question. I already have a text in. Somebody on your uh, well, thank thank you, Norm. I appreciate you calling. All right, so the steak place. Somebody just sent me a text. Was that Harry Starkers on the plaza? Does that well, ring any bell? I remember Harry Starkers. Did they but have... I think that was later. Okay, so that was later yeah. than that. All right, so that's a possibility. All right, Rocco, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and go to line four with John. How you doing? Good. What do you have for us, John? Uh, ooey gooey butter cake. Every time <laughs> I go to St. Louis, I have to pick one up, and my kids have to pick one up because, well, we lived in St. Louis up until about 80s. We moved to Nashville, then we moved up here to Independence. But so, oh, so you live in Independence? Hoss, yeah. Well, I remember I, Haas Bake. Do what? Oh, yeah. I was, I was just going to tell you before I forget, Overland Park, Kansas is a little bit closer to Independence than St. Louis. So you, yeah. you can come by and see us. We, <laughs> I will. That was it. I didn't know there were, I could get it up here. I'm just, I'm, I'm as happy as can be. I, I don't have to go to St. Louis anymore yeah. to pick it up. Well, you know, and you have one of the original recipes, like when Haas made it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I have the, I, I use a recipe that was more popular from the late seventies and eighties through the nineties. Oh, there you'll was, be seeing me. You'll yeah, be seeing my family yeah. too. Yeah. There's one recipe that was older, but I didn't like it. I think there's an old, old recipe had a little bit of yeast in it, and I didn't care for that at all. You'll be seeing me and my family. All right. Well, what else were you going to say before I interrupted about St. Louis? Oh, you're fine. I was just thinking about, you know, some of the other <laughs> St. Louis restaurants. You know, I grew up back up in the 50s and 60s and left there in the 70s. But, you know, I just there was a lot of good restaurants there that a lot of people don't realize that were there. But I just can't even think of any right now offhand. But Yeah. yeah. How long yeah, have you I been here? some of the food down there, and you're talking about some of the food I missed. So I'm yeah. really getting hungry now. Well, well, that, well that's good. How long have you been here in Kansas City? I've uh, been here almost 20 years now. All right. So, I, it, no, it's it's the, the food scene here is pretty good. No, it's good. I'm not complaining. Believe me, I'm not complaining about all, the food all right. up here. Well, John, since I, you're from St. Louis, and, and I don't want you to feel homesick, what right. high school did you go to? Yeah. I went to Rittner High School. Graduated <laughs> in 1972. Now we know all about him. Yeah, because if you're from St. Louis, what's the first question they always ask you? Oh, you know what high school you went to? Because there was so they don't understand when you got thirty eight hundred kids from sophomores to seniors in your school, and you got seventy five yeah. kids in a class. You know that's the first thing you ask because McClure High School had you know they were doing the double shifts at McClure High School. They had over what four or five thousand kids in that school. All right, so, so you know you do for all you Kansas Cityans, this is why you got to be careful asking somebody from St. Louis what high school they went to. <laughs> <laughs> you betcha. Hey, John, okay. I, I appreciate you calling in. That was fun. We all got right. we got the answer on that restaurant. Yes, yep. Um, so we both got a text from Jasper. Yeah. Jasper said that was Pooches on the Plaza, and then after they closed, Fedoras took it over. Yes. So it, that was Pooches yeah. on the Plaza that had the big steaks. I told you, Jasper is Mr. Kansas City, and what what I love about Jasper is he appreciates and cherishes the history of this town. You know, I forgot one thing about St. Louis. Okay. Maybe somebody – I would go there just to go to Ted Drew's. Oh, yeah. The custard. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 And uh, you didn't ask me what restaurants I go to now. Okay, what restaurants do you go to now? Because they don't let me – farther than 103rd and state line i can't go farther <laughs> north so besides jasper i go to Southside grill okay and, and that's pretty uh, close that pla- place is uh it, it's it's a it's a bar but has great food i would recommend it highly well hopefully yeah. one of these days you get a driver's license so you can yes. actually drive a little bit further <laughs> <laughs> all right rocco let's go to line three with keith 
Keith, what do you have? Well, good morning. You know, when you first started this show, I thought this is kind of lame. But then the more well, you're I not wrong, it, the more I I just have a very good time listening to you. And uh, but the one thing that I wanted was going to talk about was that I ride all over Missouri on my Harley just to uh, look at the patina and the old buildings and abandoned buildings and stuff. And I was in the Lexington area, and I found this old abandoned restaurant that was on the river road that was called the Peckerwood. <laughs> and uh, and I, I posted it on my Facebook, <laughs> and, uh, and I had one guy respond saying that his grandfather used to bring him to the Peckerwood when he was a little kid. And that's where all the mobsters hung out. And uh, I thought that would just be kind of an interesting thing to learn more about. The the Peckerwood or the, the clientele? Well, yes, both of it. <laughs> well, I would want to go to the restaurant just get a matchbook from back then from the yeah. Peckerwood. I mean, there's got to be yeah, an interesting would... story on that. Yeah, when there's a, there used to be a restaurant in Higginsville called the Spotted Pig, and it actually had the sign for the restaurant Peckerwood that said Peckerwood in big, big bold lights. I thought it was kind of interesting. So, if you're going to go like an hour away or two hours away from Kansas City to go to a restaurant, where would you go? Where would I go? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I, See, that throws you for a loop. All right. Yeah. So, well, well, that's all right. Because I don't, I don't, I don't go many places. Yeah. Well, you know, I it's uh, here. I got to tell this fun, interesting story. So our best friends, John and Janelle, uh, it's uh, it's they're our life lifelong friends. You know, if anything ever happened, you know, it could be three months. I haven't talked to them. They'd be there for us. But so we decided we started something really interesting uh, two three months ago. Is that we pick a place at you know an hour to two hours away just to go eat. And so, you know, we're sitting in a car, and we went down to Pittsburgh to one of the fried chicken places. We went to um, a barbecue rib place at a bar. Um, gosh, I don't even remember the name of it, just north of Emporia. So now I'm, I'm looking for restaurants, hole-in-the-wall restaurants at some small town, you know, hour an hour, hour and a half away just to go to. Ah. And it's just, you know, the atmosphere, the story, the trip getting there and coming back. It's just, it's a whole different vibe to it, but... So it's just, you sound like an interesting person that loves odd restaurants. Anybody who leads with Pickerwood has to be an interesting person. <laughs> well, I tell you, I'm a registered nurse, and I used to, and I worked the night shift. And I was on the medical floor, and I was taking care of this older fellow. And he was built like a brick house. I mean, he was just. Bill and I looked at him and and I always like to find out. I said, "Hey, when you weren't retired, what did you used to do?" And he just looked at me and he said, "I work for the Italians." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, really? What did you do for the Italians?" And he goes, "Anything they wanted me to." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, now there's an interesting guy." And he was Irish, but uh it was kind of interesting. I I ride with uh um, Gales in Grandview, they got a riding group, and oh sure, and that's one of the that's one of the things they do is uh, 
just about every weekend, a couple times a week, they'll have 15, 20 guys on bikes, and they just go to to various restaurants, you know, like you said, hole-in-the-walls. Well, see, that's what we we're doing. Little, we're just the minivan yeah, version we, of that. Yeah, we give them a little warning that we're coming so yeah. they don't get descended by 20 people, but... Yeah, we've, but had, a co- we've had a couple... Yeah, we've had a couple of those groups come to our bakery, and they they always give us about two weeks' notice. Yeah, we we I've been to some really good restaurants, but I can't off the top of my head remember the name. All right, well, good. Hey, but, uh, hey, Keith, thank you for calling in. I've um, got another call coming in, a couple of stories, so I appreciate that. And if you have any other interesting stories, shoot me an email at the bakery, or, or stop by and, and and we'll talk. All right, thank you, Keith. So it's um. So somebody just said that Pecker Woods was famous for all-you-can-eat shrimp. It was oh, a peel-it-yourself. Nice. Yeah. Isn't that funny, the name like that, and then the, the memories that come with it? Somebody just suggested Guy and May's Barbecue in Williamsburg, Kansas. That is where we went last week. Guy and oh. May's. It's, um, you know, it's just a little bar, and it's just about, I mean, it's just, you know, about, I don't know, about three blocks off the interstate. Every, mm-hmm. Anybody going to Emporia State remembers it. Anybody driving from Wichita to Emporia that's it's just a quick little drive off of it, but it was it was fun. Beef ribs, I mean the pork ribs is I what made, was good. So yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. but it's just my fun little um, hole in the wall. All right, so um, Jerry, we're, we've only got about five minutes left. Is there anything that you can think of that I haven't asked you about that you'd like to share? Any digs you want to get in on Jasper? Already well, got? Yeah, I. <laughs> I'm always teasing him, and I tell people that, you know, he was uh, floundering around when I met him, you know, (laughs) when he was first taking over the restaurant, and I had to teach him, uh, you know, the uh, St. Louis way of cooking Italian food, Uh, and he responded very well to that, you know. Well, you know what we do, so he just announced last week that, two weeks, or last week, that they were going to do a Stevenson's night at at Jasper's. Yes. You know, we should do like a um, Provel Theater Oh, absolutely. Pro, oh, oh. You know, yes. Work with Jasper, create, help him curate a menu. I bet we could sell that out just on my show with St. Louis. People. You know, he does that mozzarella table yeah. side mozzarella. Yeah. I mean, this is no. Let's we let's, could do something let's, like let's get that. together yeah. with him and create four or five dishes. Do a Provel theater or Provel. What do you think dinner. about that, Jay? Yeah, well, you know? we'll both get a we'll both get a, a text on that one. <laughs> we will. All right, hey Rocco, um, let's go to line one with Joe. Rocco, Joe, Joe, or, oh, oh, Joe just hung up on us. Why would he hang up on us as soon as he gets on the air? What did you do? You know what he was going to talk about? Um, yeah, I, he had a few good Italian restaurants to suggest. Oh, okay, I think he might call back next week. Though. Okay, all right, we'll ca- we'll catch him next week. All right, don't look at your phone. We just got a text from Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Jasper is a wonderful guy. He's good hearted. He's he's got a, a little sense of humor. Yeah. So it's always interesting to see how much you can poke a bear with a stick. Well, I, I, I can tell you this because I went to Rockers College, and and one of the places we go, it, was, it wasn't a restaurant, it was a bar, it was Mike's Tavern, and, and that became very popular back in the 60s. And I think it's still around down there on Truce, but I don't think it's a college bar like it is All right. was back then. Well, you know, Jerry, um, I will do a show on St. Louis and a couple of these other things. I'd like to have you back again some other day. Absolutely. So if if anybody out there is interested in learning about the foundation that you've created and all the good that you're doing, how do they find it? 
uh, bmafoundation.org. Um, and we have a website that we're revamping right now, but okay. it's, it's still operational. Um, and, yeah, take a look at what we're doing. You can see all the dances that we've done okay. throughout the years on YouTube. What kind of help do you need? Do you need volunteers or you just need financial support? Financial donations. Okay. Yeah, we, okay. we've got the volunteers. It's just, you know, we want to do more for the community. And you just can't believe how, how much the many of these charities need help. Yeah. It's hard raising money. And it was difficult, My, you know, that first year. That was 2009. Yeah. yeah. And the economy was terrible. But we succeeded. Right. Well, there's never a good time for a disaster. Correct. You know, we never see that. And I've got yeah. to, I've, I've, I've got to tell you, it, it's, that was, it's, it's, it's a parent's worst nightmare, but you've taken that and you've grown as a person and created so much good in the world. Thank and you. it's, to me, you're a good example of why I love Kansas City. You know, every city has people that do this, but it's just, we see it so much here. And, and it's one of the things that I love about my show is how we, each week, we seem to connect a couple more dots. Well, it's a giving community. Yes. That's for sure. And I get to meet some really neat people uh, like yourself, Robert. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's fun, and we can, we can all make a difference in the world. Okay, so Rocco, um, Joe did call back. Go ahead and tell Joe we'll, we'll take his call. Well, I don't know if I can do it next week, but we'll, next time we're live in studio, we'll take that call from him. All right. Thank you, Rocco. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate your patience calling us back. Well, he had, he had some ideas of uh, uh, Italian restaurants, and I knew there's no yeah. way we can handle that in less than a minute between no. you and him. Oh, no. no, that's absolutely. <laughs> so we'll be able to do that. Um, so all of you out there, now be sure to come by and see us at Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. We are at 119th and Gledwind at Overland Park, which is two blocks east of Metcalf, Metcalf across from Cheesecake Factory and next door to Johnny's. For all of you out there that hate crowds, we've got a lot of festivals. NASCAR's here. You've got a couple of festivals, including Settlers Days and Olathe. If you want to avoid those crowds, come and see us at Best Regards because it will be fairly quiet for us today. We know from history. So come by and see us. We're open today until Saturday, every Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. And don't forget that Wednesday we're open until 7 o'clock. We're doing the pizza night. So go to the website and get that. And even though this is our 30th year in business, we still strive to get better as, as a result of the show. We better understand what it takes to get better. So um, lastly, don't forget that this and all of our past shows are available as a podcast on all podcast platforms. Just search for Kansas City Food Memories. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you, Rocco, and everybody else for listening to the show. Goodbye. This concludes this broadcast of Kansas City Food Memories.